ribbed for his pleasure. Gross. His or hers. Back to you, Eric. <laughs> In a time where all podcasts are the same. Two guys have decided that enough is enough. This is the League of Unextraordinary Gentlemen. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the most recent episode of the League of Unextraordinary Gentlemen. I'm Stefan. He's Eric. We are both fairly unextraordinary gentlemen who will tell you about the trials and tribulations of our last week. First and foremost, Eric, how are you? I'm doing well. How Terrific. are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. St. Patrick's Day was last week. Yes, it was. I did not uh, do anything, actually. I did nothing as well. I didn't go out. You know what I did? I watched, have you ever seen the movie Far and Away? I love that movie. Yeah, starring Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. I think it's where they met on the set of Back that film. Back in the 90s? Yeah, Sunday had never seen it. She fell asleep with like 20 minutes left, but we watched <laughs> it. It's a long movie. It's like two yeah, and a half hours. I know, but it's such a good one. Oh, no, it's great. I, that wasn't to say it was bad. We watched the end the next okay. day. That, it, we basically got to like the part where they race for land. Yeah, the yeah, end yeah, yeah. Before he gets kicked by the horse. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, go figure. Sunday did her lineage. She is about 11% Irish. Get out! My black wife is eleven percent Irish. Wow, that's that's actually a pretty good percentage. So I was like, babe, this is this is about your people. You know what I mean? (laughs) Your people? You can't say your people. The the Irish, especially (laughs) to a black woman. The I'm talking about the Irish. All right. Well, anyway, so you didn't do anything either? No. Mm -hmm. It's never St. Patrick's Day has never really been a big big celebratory day. It's like amateur hour for drinking. Right. You know. like, I, why am I going to go hang out at a packed bar that isn't normally packed on a weekday? Yeah, thoughts on green beer? Nah. Yeah. You know what we did a few years ago? Yeah. I was looking at the memories on Facebook. We did the float. Oh, yeah, we, we did, did the St. Patrick's Day float. Ocean City, Maryland. That was good. We had our, our beards, beards dyed green. green. I, had, I was passed out in the grass. That was a good time. I, I had a stomach it. bug, though, so yeah. it kind of, meh. But, you know. I think next still year. Fun. Next year, I'm gonna have. Are we were gonna watch the Boondock Saints. Yeah, that's another. I think good St. Patty's Day right. flick. Yeah. Um, but Sunday had some things going on with kids at school, and just violence wouldn't have been oh. a good thing to watch. That you yeah. know what else I want to watch is uh, Rudy. Rudy's I think yeah. a good one. He's so little. It's such a good movie. John Favreau is in that. He, he is. went on to direct Iron big, Man and The Mandalorian. And his character kind of played true in his life in that movie yeah. because he kind of left and then turned into this big shot attorney. Yeah. Not quite an attorney, but he's still a big shot <laughs> director, director. You mean? Yeah. Not an attorney at all. Hey, whatever, balls. I like. You it. know, I'm trying. I uh, I took my wife out to dinner um, on Friday night, uh-huh. and I have I wanted to ask you as a hunter. Uh, okay. Because my my ex wife used to get mad at me. I got veal. We went all to right. a, a nice Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's all like farm to table, so right. it's like a local. Right, right. Uh, I felt a little bit better about that. But veal for everyone that most people probably know, but it's lamb. Like it's the I guess like the baby, baby goat. to be tender. So they don't ever really get to grow up, and they're just you know basically yeah. raised to be eaten. Mm-hmm. You as the hunter, I, I want to get you to weigh in. Is it morally okay to eat veal? I mean, do you eat veal? I don't. I don't. I'm not like big on it. Uh-huh. Not to say that I wouldn't eat it. I mean, I've shot some very young deer in my day, not on purpose, by accident. Uh huh. But it was delicious. Okay. 
But is, I, do, should I feel, my ex-wife always used to make me feel bad about eating veal because you'd be like, it's a baby, they like grow up in cages, they break their legs, they never grow up. And I'm like, that's How horrible. delicious was it? Yeah. How delicious was it? was really it? good. It was like piccata. So were you like crying as you were eating? Like, no. <laughs> it's so good. I was slugging my red wine, talking to my beautiful <laughs> wife, and just having a blast. I think the answer is right there in front of you. I don't think yeah. that uh, you seem to really feel bad. I don't know. Yeah, uh, my ex always used to get in my ass about it and make me feel really yeah. bad about it. Now, I mean, I don't eat it like every day. The way that I see it is if you don't eat it, somebody else is. I mean, so it's a popular dish. It is. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Go for it. The old veal cutlets. I ha yeah, I have it like once every six months, maybe. Yeah. I don't, you know. You know what? I need to jump on the veal wagon, I'm actually. Not, now that you're talking about it. I'm I not can... a monster, you know? I eat it once every six months. <laughs> I ate a baby, I ate a baby but, lamb. We'll get into it later, but there's a show I'm watching. I'll have you watch that, and then that'll change your mind on how... Didn't didn't uh, they used to sacrifice lambs in the Bible, like, yeah, all the time? Right. Like, that was a thing. Like, God would be like, all right, just get me a lamb. Just <laughs> cut it, and it'd be delicious. brutal. Yeah, it'd be brutal. <laughs> They'd be like, gut the lamb, cut it open, and, and let its blood on your people from the mountaintops, right? I'm just eating it cooked, you know? <laughs> I don't know. The, it was probably killed in a very humane yeah, way. The, the God of the Old Testament was much brutal. more brutal than Stefan right. eating it piccata style yeah. with some capers and some <laughs> delicious lemon mm. sauce. I do love some capers. Man. Mm. I'm going to Dallas next week. Yeah. I'm going to be out of town. Be you ever been to Dallas? I have been to Dallas. When's the last time you were there? Oh, God, it's been decades. Yeah. It's been decades. I haven't been there in about 15 it's a fun years. Town. Yeah, it's a fun really town. fun town. It's going to be hard to top my last trip. Last time I was there, I um, I went to two strip clubs. Uh, the one first one I went to was called the Clubhouse, and it was owned by the guys from Pantera. Uh -huh. And so I was like 22 years old. We walk into the strip club. It was like 25 bucks to get in, and they immediately were like, "Hey, do you guys want a tub of ice?" It was BYOB. Mm -hmm. and they're like, "Do you want a tub of ice for your beer?" We were like, "Sure." They're like, "There's a lot of you guys. You like, you want? There's like 10 of us." They're like, "Do you want one or two? We were like, "How about two? Right, and then so we sit down, and they bring the ice tubs, and they're like, "All right, that'll be seventy-five dollars." And we're like, "Beg your pardon, a tub like, of ice." Yeah, I'm like a fucking senior in college. I'm like, I don't have the like, fuck. I'm like, we're in the wrong place, right? <laughs> to put your beer in. Yeah, like no wonder it was BYOB. They got you there. But so we were sitting there, and I knew like a few Pantera songs at the time. I'm flashbacks of it. <laughs> Listen, I knew, yeah, I knew a few Pantera songs at the time. Like that song, Walk. Like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. there's a few. Anyway, so I didn't know the band really well, but uh, we were talking to the strippers. We'd been there for like two hours. And we were like, hey, what are the guys from Pantera like? Like, are they ever in here? Because they were like a hardcore like metal band. Well, they had a guy in their band named Dimebag Daryl, for crying yeah. out loud. He's dead now. God rest his soul. Yeah. Uh, what, but did so, he, didn't he OD? No, he was shot in a oh, club. Uh, that's there was like right. a veteran came in with like PTSD, shot him. I think he shot his brother, that's too. Right. Um, but so, wait, so we're there, I'm getting hammered, right, I'm sitting there, the strippers are cool, and we're asking about the guys from Pantera, they're like, they're super nice, they're super sweet, like, they're really actually, like, they treat us with respect, I was like, oh, that's great, that's cool, so I'm sitting there, it's like two, three hours in, right, and I'm, I'm sitting there with, like, a stripper, like, you and I are sitting here now, and I look over, and the fucking doors, like, kick open, and there's, like, saloon doors in this place, I mean, it's a fucking strip club in Texas, right, Saloon doors kick open, and I look over, and I see this guy, and he's wearing a black cowboy hat, right? He's got, like, a manicured beard, right? Really, really manicured. He's got a black shirt with a white stripe across the side, black leather pants with white flames down the sides, and rattlesnake skin boots. I'm like, this guy is in Pantera, right? <laughs> Gotta be. Yeah, so I lean over to the stripper, and I'm like, hey, hey, who is that? And she goes, oh, that's Vinnie Paul. 
I'm like, he's like from Pantera. I'm like, I just, I assume he's the lead singer, right? Mm -hmm. So he starts like making his way over and he's talking to like a couple of the security guys. I'm like, guys, you know who this guy is? This is Vinnie Paul. He's the fucking lead singer of Pantera. And the stripper leans over and she goes, he's the drummer. And I'm like, guys, you know who this is? This guy's the fucking drummer for Pantera. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't hear me. Oh, um, man. So anyway, he actually ended up sitting down with us because it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday night. It was real slow. He ended up being really cool. And then it got to be uh, like the end of the night. And we're like, hey, Vinnie Paul, like, where's the after party? Like, where are we going? And he's like, I, I can't take you with me where I'm going, guys. But I'll show you. I'll do something cool for you. And he pulls his phone out of shit you not. He opens his phone and he goes, and he puts it on speaker, and it rings, and it rings, and it rings. And it goes to the voicemail, and it goes, uh, Hello, this is Ozzy. I can't get to the phone right now. Leave a message, blah, blah, blah. And so he got to leave a message, and he hung up, and he goes, All right, fellas, right on, man. And he closed <laughs> his phone and walked out to his limo and left. But that was pretty fucking sweet. We got the, That is pretty cool. Uh, here, Ozzy Osbourne. I wonder how many times Ozzy's like, God damn it, Vinny. <laughs> like, God every- damn it, stop having strangers at your strip club calling and leaving me voicemails as a cool thing. Yeah, it was like three in the morning. Oh, man. Anyway, it was a neat store. So, I'll be back out in Dallas. I wanted to take a tour of the new Cowboys Stadium. They call mm-hmm. it Jerry World. It's like the biggest, most modern stadium. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they're just not running tours the week I'm there. So oh, that sucks. I can't do that. I was like, I, my parents' birthday is over that time. I was like, Dad, you want me to bring you back something? He's like, all I want is for you to go see that Cowboys Stadium. I was like, no, I can't. And now so you're gonna. <laughs> I'll bring him back a pair of boots or something. I don't know. And I'm a sweet cowboy hat. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the uh, Mavericks game. Mm-hmm. On uh, I'm gonna go see because Cuban supposed that the Mavericks stadium and yeah. Luke Cuban he's probably supposedly got a very modern, really nice facility. Mm-hmm. Luka Doncic is like a league MVP candidate. He's some Slavic sensation. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost averaging uh, a triple-double. I can't say it'll be as good. I might not meet Vinnie Paul from Pantera. We'll see if the clubhouse still stands, if I can convince right. a couple of the other sales guys yeah. to go with I'll me. I'll be disappointed if you don't yeah. visit a local establishment a local that people take their home, clothes off Sample of. the I local mean, cuisine, you know. as we like <laughs> to say. <laughs> Perverted. <laughs> Just bring me back a cowboy hat. <clears throat> you want a hat? You want me to bring you a hat? I would love a cowboy. What do you hat. want? You want me to bring you something? Yeah, let me uh, let me look into something. What sort? Of, yeah, what sort of like, hat? Like I'm I'm thinking like a white cowboy hat. A white hat a cowboy. White hat. <laughs> Just a white hat. I'm more of a good guy than Eric's a bad like, guy. Like bring me back a white hood. Maybe. Jesus Christ, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, jump oh, the step there. Boy. So March Madness uh, has begun. It Eric. has. How's it your has. bracket? It is doing. Poorly. I started off strong mm-hmm. uh, round. Going into the second round, I was, I think I was holding on to like third, but I, I was first place for a while. I'm now fucking twenty fourth in my in my group. Uh, there's been some hard losses. Yeah, uh, hard losses. Kentucky really sucked because I had them going all the way to the final. I busted four. a lot of brackets, um, I would imagine. But clearly not because there's a shitload of people well above me in the yeah. ranks. The thing about the March Madness brackets is I think the less you know about college basketball, yeah. the better you will do in the brackets. Oh, I even I even tried to cheat and use like the ESPN's like scoring rankings yeah. on like their percentage of, of going. Yeah. It still didn't fucking it's work. It's always like somebody's <laughs> grandma in Idaho that picks like a fucking perfect bracket because she's like, oh, Des Moines. I like Des Moines. It's a beautiful <laughs> Time by the way, the Iowa team really fucking dis- yeah. they disappointed me this year. Oh, oh, Dayton? They have a lovely yeah. bakery. <laughs> They're going to beat Notre Dame. The only time I've ever done well was the first time I ever did a bracket. Yeah. And I was in Iowa, and that was the year Maryland won. And I just put Maryland as a winner. I had to because I was taking so much shit from everybody in Iowa. 
And that was the only year that I ever won. A Did bracket. you see that the governors uh, are betting on the on the women's teams? They're betting the uh, bet, it's like the best crab cake if Maryland wins or if Delaware. I think it's Delaware. Delaware okay. wins. So Governor Hogan and the governor of Delaware are okay. having like a crab cake off, and the and the representative from Delaware is Woody's East Coast Bar and Grill, uh, owned by our oh, friend nice. Jimmy O'Connor. Those are Dewey delicious Beach, crab cakes. Where I used to where I used to bartend. Delicious so, crab cakes. Yeah, we need to get up to that. Dewey for a for a Jimmy's or sorry, it's not Jimmy's because Jimmy's. Seafoods across the street. This could get fucking yeah, confusing. Weird. Uh, it's Woody's. Woody's, Woody's East Coast yeah. Bar and Grill. They've been voted like best crab cake in Delaware many, many years. And Jimmy's a, a Baltimorean by right uh, by birthright, so he moved up there. So it's really a Maryland crab cake in yeah. Delaware. It's kind of kind of cheating, but yeah. hey, that's where he put we're his gonna roots. We're gonna take it. We're gonna take it. We're we're just gonna take that uh, technicality. Uh, yeah, seems like we've had some listener feedback that you want to share. I already don't like the <laughs> the subject, so let's go. So, uh, listener Matt Schmoliker, uh, he phoned in and commented Why can't we on, say his name? on episode 10. Why can't we say his name? <laughs> <laughs> like he needs some anonymity? <laughs> say his fucking uh, name. Matt Jolliker. He, uh, <coughs> some distant relative, I think. <coughs> um, Matt Jolliker, he's your cousin? Yes, distant relative. Did we meet in Maine? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you met Matt. Okay. I think you met his brother. I met a slew of jokers <laughs> up there. All right. A lot of them kicking around. Uh, so, no, he uh, he commented on episode 10. Uh-huh. Uh, and he, quote, said, Stefan is a bitch mm-hmm. saying a straight razor back of the neck hurts yeah. at a barber shop. Well, I think, you know. You on may, the back of the neck. You may have a point. Like, I think just getting a straight razor on your neck is, is fine. The guy I went to was, like, 87 years old. Uh-huh. And when I say he took a straight razor to my neck, like it was like red from the, the back of my neck. Yeah, no, down he did here. something, and it was like bleed. Like I could, I had to put like ointment on. My it. guess is he used a dull blade. He did a terrible guess. job. Yeah. yeah, no, that would and ruin it. Yeah, for one. it yeah, felt like gotta, I had paper cuts all over my yeah, neck. Yeah, no, for the you next gotta you gotta be on your game, and they gotta use that warm uh, shaving foam. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it's real no, nice. he was but, a dry shave. Okay. He was it was dry first of all. All right, Matt, we're gonna give him a pass on this. Yeah, like think, rubbing it on the fucking yeah. leather, you know? Yeah, he wasn't rubbing it, and I think he needed to hit like a sharpening stone. Well, that's or why I only trust my wife to cut my hair now. During oh. COVID, I made uh, sure that she became my barber, There's and then we always have jokes out there. I, shows about wives who murder their husbands, and you're handing her a straight razor to put it on your neck. Well, she doesn't use a straight razor; she uses oh. clippers. Remember the shitty clippers I said she got for me? You she are risk averse, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but then I get to make fun jokes about I'm, you know, I'm fucking my barber, you know. Anyway, uh, Eric, let's talk about it. What's wrong now? You typically like to bitch about something. Yeah, I think I can see it in your face. I can see it building in your body language. What is so, it that is wrong now, Eric? So I, um, you mentioned Laura Grillo in the last episode as well, and I just so happened to be at a barbecue at her. Uh, Residence this weekend. Famous Towson socialite Laura Grillo. Laura Grillo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just, you know, enjoying a nice sour cream and onion chip. Uts? Yes, of course. Of course. Rippled ridges or whatever the fuck. Rippled ridges. Oh, man, which, they had the big ones that are like folded over. Which, which gets me to our sponsor, Uts. Rippled ridges. We're Uts, both rippled and rigid. Are you rippled? Or are you rigid? Doesn't matter. Uts. Rippled rigid. Eric, back to you. Ribbed for his pleasure. Gross. His or hers? Back to you, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, I was reaching for one of the folded ones, uh-huh. and then Sean went right in and grabbed it, and I was like kind of angry about it, but then there was another big one. I grabbed it and popped it in my mouth and like had this really hard crunch, mm-hmm. and it kind of hurt a little bit, and I was like, mm, damn. And I was like, I, I think I got like a, a wad of salt or something on that chip. And I was trying to like clear it through. I don't know. I chipped a tooth what back a in the pandemic and they fixed it and the, the repair came out. So why are you mad at Laura Grillo? I'm not. I was just giving a reference point that I was at a barbecue at Laura oh, Grillo's house. You were house. at her house. I'm not mad at her. I'm angry at the fact that now I have to go to the fucking dentist this week I think and you get this bitch should repaired. blame her for serving stale chips. Well, the problem is I bought the chips. <laughs> oh, you were the one that brought it. Okay. Yeah. You have no one to blame but yourself. For that, Eric. Right. I, I think it was that chip. I wasn't going for that chip. Sean took the chip I was actually going for. Mm-hmm. So I'm partially blaming Sean. Okay. Yeah. That's where well, it's coming from. So you got to go to the dentist? Yeah. I got to get this bitch fixed this week. That's a shame. But thankfully, it doesn't hurt yet. Knock on wood. That's so. good. That's good. I hope. That would have really sucked. I hope for the best for you yeah. and your tooth, Eric. You want to see it? No. Uh, 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 no. Uh, oh. God. Okay. Eric, what are we watching? Uh, oh, I've got, you see, I see we've got these sex lives with college girls, and not only do you have an update for us, you have a recap of the entire first I season. Do. I do, and it's going to be great. Before uh, I get to you, I just want to say I was watching the show You. Have you ever seen the show I You? I have. Yeah. Uh, Sunday and I both sit there and go, man, this guy reminds us of Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're unfamiliar, the character Joe is super oh, creepy. He's fixated is... on certain women that aren't his wife. There's one scene in the third season where he's sniffing the panties of his neighbor and he's banging his wife. And I just said, man, this reminds me of one of my buddies. I can't put my I finger on I would never do is. such a thing. <laughs> Hey, the show you that, season three. I'm giving it a solid eight so far. Really? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's uh, his wife's a serial killer. He's, he's killing the, people. He's the creep now. Yeah, they have some unhinged relationship. I couldn't get through the first season. It made me so uncomfortable. Oh yeah, it's super uncomfortable. But super it, uncomfortable. It keeps getting more and more. I think you should stick with it. But anyway, back to speaking of uncomfortable, Eric. Let's All get right. to the sex lives of college. So I'm gonna wrap up on season one. Finish it out. The scene takes place in a sleepy Vermont town on the campus of Essex. It really captures the struggles of women. Mm -hmm. For example, one character, Bella, she had to break through a male-dominated world of comedy writing. It was a fraternity basically run by men. She broke through. Go Bella. All right. It touches on the hashtag MeToo movement. There was some boner pressing that happened. Won't get into details. I don't want to ruin anything. Sure not. I'm sure our audience is on bated breath. It's struggles of the pressures of academic success and failure. Uh-huh. Nobody suicided themselves, but there was some cheating or attempted cheating. I believe it. It's called uh, the sex lives of college right? girls. <laughs> there was some cheating. Differences between being a cheater and being a snitch. Can't be a snitch. Uh, there was some adulterous relations between a coach and a student. Spoiler alert. It had sports, women's soccer, but sports nonetheless. <laughs> On the West? <laughs> the West. I liked your pun. Oh, the West. So I'm going to go ahead and round it up and give it a 7.8. I'm looking forward to season two. Very nice. Has season two been confirmed? No. So I'm <laughs> hoping that it happens. You're looking for <laughs> likes and clicks on their program. Got Look, it. It was a good storyline, actually decently written, 
And, and episode 7, which was called I Think I'm a Sex Addict, was pretty much sex beginning to end, and it helped lubricate this series rating across the average grade from a C to a C plus. And to that, to that I say, go Essex Fox. All right. Foxes, if we, Fox Eye. If we couldn't that. surmise it from that diatribe, episode 7 was your favorite. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Very good. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so 7.8. That's good, 7. Eric. 7.8. Right. But, but because I have to rejuvenate the man card and by recommendation of our boy Patrick P. Harris, okay. he has recommended that I start The Last Kingdom, and I'm halfway through the first season, and boy, is it fucking badass. It's war epic, right? It is about the Danes and the Saxons, and they're okay. all fighting over England. All right, we'll come back to us next episode with a yeah. show that's not about the sex lives of college girls. I'm a lot bothered now. You should be. You going to come up for air and do sports? Yes. All right. Jump shots. Goals. Running. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marv Albert, and welcome to another edition of Statless Sports. And now, scores from around the league. Where last night, the Beaver Lake Kentucky Wagging Tongues put a real licking on the Disco Tennessee Gay Bikers, beating them 149 <clears throat> to 131. Top player of the night, Baron Big Beef Bartholomew, as he had a hair-raising 79 points. Tragedy struck in this one, however, as gay bikers star forward Tony Tugboat Smith suffered a great injury to his jaw. No telling when Tugboat Knight might return, but after agreeing orally, a trade between the gay bikers and Beaverlick now seems unlikely. <clears throat> And in our game of the week, an international tilt as the Meat Mountain Alaska Quarter Pound Burgers absolutely cooked the Sandy Balls England roasted chestnuts, fire grilling them by a score of 207 to 164. Star of the game was Steven Smoked Cheddar Swanson as he melted all over the chestnuts defense, dropping 138. Meat Mountain's win total is growing bigger by the day while Sandy Balls has been dragging and must be irritated. And then finally, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Big news Big in the news. NFL. Deshaun Watson traded to the Browns for not one, not two, but three first-round picks and 22 pending civil <laughs> sexual harassment lawsuits. <laughs> Our sexual abuse, sexual misconduct. He runs the full gambit. And what a guy. Hefty price tag. <laughs> oh, yeah. They too. signed him to $230 million, fully guaranteed. Chase mm. your dreams, kids. And the other thing I'll tell you, he joins a backfield, check this out, with a guy named Kareem Hunt. Three years ago, he got released by the Kansas City Chiefs for beating, spitting on, and pushing down the stairs another female. Wow. So I will now refer to the Cleveland backfield as Scumbags Inc. Eric, <laughs> wow. you have some news for us of the unextraordinary variety. I do. There's not a lot of major headlines in the cricket world this week. However, darn. However, there's big headlines in the cricket, I'm sorry, in the, um, <laughs> from, let me, let me do your transition. From cricket to croquet. There we go. It's the Croquet World Online Magazine. Has an article out. Wait, did you, did you pay with our money for a subscription? I did. Son <laughs> of a bitch. And it was not cheap. Continue. Fresh from a pair of balls and mallets. The Shaftmaster of Connecticut, Gordon Kyle, has opened up to explain the striking designs that spring from the love of wood. 
That's it. However, I learned from this article of approximately 2,550 words they managed to pick, pick in words like mallet 60 times, ball 11 times, grip 29 times, wood 20 times, shaft 65 times, and um, wood 20 more times. So meaning nearly 10% of the words are filthy phallic topics. And once again confirming that you are a 14-year-old trapped in a 40-year-old man's body. Shut it. That's going to do it for sports. <laughs> oh, man. That was lovely. That was lovely. Would you like to wrap up with a little mm. Earth is Full? I think so. Yeah, I'll do first. I'll okay. do first. So, um, uh, there was a Bloomberg Opinion tweet recently, and it indicated something shocking. Um, that inflation hurts most people making less than $300,000. Adding that people should take the bus or stop buying in bulk. Yeah. By the way, I, I remember when I was one of those people. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, and they said that we should try lentils instead of meat. So your veal is right out the fucking door, and you got to replace it with fucking beans. Eric, I went out to dinner last Friday, and I got lentils piccata. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, it was so good. How guilty did you feel for I eating those baby lentils? For the, eating those legumes? Are they legumes? Yes, I, I think, think so. they are. Oh. I heard the legumes crying in my sleep, oh, Dr. Man. Lecter. Oh, man. Dr. Lecter. So the tweet also read, nobody said this would be fun. The March 13th op-ed from Teresa Gillarducci headlined, Inflation stings most if you earn less than 300000 You know what, Teresa? Earth is full. I, you're not going to tell me how to live my life. I am fucking American. And this is no, there's no inflation here, apparently. There's nothing bad happening. But now it's time for you to go because Earth is full. Earth Thank is full, Teresa. For mine, I'd like to uh, show this picture of this adorable dog oh, right here. Wow. His, name is, uh, his name is Fezco. This is Fezco. Now, I can't. I can't name these people by name because their names weren't given in this article, and you'll, you'll see why in a moment. Mm -hmm. But through the alien technology that we use to transport people to the moon, all I will have to do is say the name of their dog, and then the, the, the death beam will be able to transport these people out. Okay. All right. This is actually a really sad story, so hold the chuckles. A North Wait Carolina to, dog. This episode. A North Carolina dog was abandoned and sent to an animal shelter because its owner thought the pooch was gay. Fezco was sent away for uh, doing what most dogs do for dominance, and that was humping, humping. another male hound. These people literally dropped the dog oh off God. on the front steps of the shelter with a note and then continued Boy. on their way. I, um, I don't know what this world's coming to. By the way, the, the woke culture has not got to By know. the way, here's the other funny thing. You're probably like, oh, it was like a puppy. This dog was fucking five years old. So they had this dog for five Somebody years. Somebody had this dog for five years, and some toxic masculine dude was like, holy shit, Fezco, are you humping champ? Are you humping champ? Get this goddamn queer out of my house. And they dropped it off. And then was whoever those two people and yeah. whoever allowed them to go, Earth is full. Yeah. You gotta go. Fezco the dog, you can stay. Please stay. Ownership of him. See you later. You gotta go. <laughs> Boy, he sure loves the hump a leg, too. He's got a little of that Mississippi leg hound in him. You and got I tell it. you what, don't let him catch you in the short pants. Don't let him catch you in the short pants. Great way to end the episode with one of the most unextraordinary statements I've ever heard in my life. Thank you so much, Eric. And thank you, Dark Continent.
Good, Good night. night. This is the League of Unextraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> oh.